Marble Machine. Hello, listeners. Let's be a little quiet. The Marble Machine is taking an afternoon nap. Tim is out shopping, and Norbert, our little house elf helper, is in some other dimension catching ideas for us. He left me a bag full of ideas already. As soon as the marble machine wakes up, I will feed it some. This morning, I was sitting in the attic with Norbert, discussing the nature of the world. He asked me if I believed in ghosts. I told him that I didn't, because I had never seen one. I thought that I had quite a strong argument, but Norbert convinced me otherwise by asking a simple question. He asked me if I had believed in elves and the like before I met him. That got me thinking. Ever since we found the marble machine, I've started to believe in a lot of strange stuff, like time traveling, gnomes, Loki, the trickster god of Norse mythology, other dimensions, and oh, yeah, a machine that catches ideas and makes stories, of course. Hmm. Maybe it is time for me to change my concept of things I believe in. Norbert suggested that I better believe in anything that my mind can imagine. Oh boy, that was quite a magnificent thought, and rather frightening. And now I'm alone in the attic imagining all the things that might be out there and might be true, and to be honest, all that thinking got me quite terrified. I can't wait for Tim to get back. Ah, listeners, the marble machine is awake. Good day, dearest. Uh, here, I have some ideas for you. Another marble, listeners. Well, let's get this story started, shall we? Damara and Enkidu Written and narrated by Jacob Graf Recorded and edited by Tim Höfer On the outskirts of a little village, there lived a merchant by the name of Enkidu. He lived together with his niece, Damara. The villagers respected Enkidu, for it was known by every man, woman, and child that his heart knew no fear. For most, it was impossible to look Enkidu straight in the eyes, because of the certainty reflected in his gaze. The nearby forest was infested with bands of robbers, and Enkidu's cottage stood right where the trees began to grow. Enkidu knew the forest better than anyone, and he was the only soul in the village who did not worry about the dangers lurking in the dark woods. In the garden of his cottage there grew a thorny shrub. It carried no leaves, and the thornbush's twigs were grey and bold. For the villagers passing by, it was but a dead bush. No one paid it any attention. No one but Enkidu's niece. She liked the lifeless shrub, and when Enkidu saw that she did, he took her aside and asked, I saw you looking at the thornbush. Why is it that you take interest in it? I don't know. I, I like it. 
Well, then let me tell you that it likes you too. Did you know that its twigs were created by none other than the Pale Prince? Who is the Pale Prince? Why? Death, of course. Enkidu explained that the little shrub was more dangerous than all the robbers combined. One thorn was enough to make a dozen men sleep and never wake again. However, since the thornbush and Damara had agreed to like each other, she had no reason to fear it. Not a day passed on which Damara would not sit by the window or at the porch of her uncle's cottage and stare at the shrub. Did you notice that it grew? Her uncle's voice spoke behind her. Damara nodded. Every week a new withered twig sprouted. Damara's thoughts drifted and she began to dream. In her dream, blue, smokeless flames burned inside the thornbush's twigs. The fire made the bush dance, and out of the pale plant there emerged a human figure. She would have carried on dreaming like this forever. But her uncle Enkidu laid his hand upon her shoulder and said, The beasts of the forest know how dangerous the little shrub is. Only the strongest of elephants dare go close to it. They rub their thick, leathery skin against its wood, and by doing so, they get rid of germs and bacteria and other unwelcome guests. One morning, Damara woke up and saw that the thornbush was dead. All of its twigs had fallen off overnight. Enkidu had collected them carefully and preserved them in a leather pouch. Where the shrub once stood, the earth became sandy and dry, and no new life emerged for almost a year. In the night that the shrub had died, a band of robbers came to the village and had kidnapped a little boy. He had been Damara's only friend. Enkidu found his niece crying bitterly, sitting on the porch of the cottage. He went to fetch the residue of the shrub and told her, Come now, we shall save your little friend, and we will rid the woods of the robbers just like the elephant cleans its skin of parasites. Damara did not doubt that her uncle meant every word that he said. He had never allowed her to venture into the forest with him. Three bands of robbers lived in three different corners of the woods. Enkidu knew where to find them. It was already in the middle of the night when they reached the first dwelling. The robbers lived in a cave, but the boy was not among them. Enkidu laid a few of the thornbush's twigs in front of the cave's entrance and burnt them. The twigs burnt in the same smokeless fire that Damara had seen in her dream and its flames brought death to the robbers that slept in the cave. When the twigs burnt, Enkidu was in pain, but Damara did not notice it. Enkidu repeated the same procedure when they found the second band lying around a bonfire, sleeping. He put the twigs into the fire, and the smokeless flames emerged, and the pale rider took their souls. This time, Enkidu fell to his knees in pain, and Damara saw a little blue flame amid his amber-colored eyes. What's wrong? Enkidu walked away in silence, and they continued to the last of the robbers' hideouts. Damara's friend was tied to a tree. He had succumbed to exhaustion and was fast asleep when they found him. They freed him, and Enkidu made a pile from the remaining twigs in his pouch. Take your friend and go back to the village. 
Enkidu demanded. Don't look back. Damara nodded. Enkidu lit the twigs, and as they burnt, he screamed out in pain. Damara heard her uncle suffer, but she did not look back. She took the boy by the hand and returned to their village. When they reached the cottage, the boy looked at her. He wanted to thank her, but when their eyes met, he forgot all that had happened to him. From this day forth, the villagers forgot about Enkidu. All they knew was that a fearless girl lived alone in the cottage by the woods and that she would protect them from any danger. Damara woke the next morning to find a new thornbush growing in the cottage's garden. She knew that it was a part of her, just like the shrub before had belonged to her uncle Enkidu. Blue flames burnt in her veins, and if one day the shrub would perish, she would keep the remains in the leather pouch that hung in the kitchen. Welcome back, listeners. That was an amazing story, and it sort of made me believe in the strange and otherworldly even stronger. Hmm. Oh, Tim, glad that you're back. Uh, you just missed our story, but I will tell you what happened. There was this village and a plant that was death, and a man named Enkidu, and a forest with robbers, and... Yeah, Tim, of course, you're right. <laughs> the listeners have just heard the story. Well, listeners, thanks for listening, and pray do support us on patreon.com slash themarblemachine, and become a patron. Also, check out our website for news and new material, if you like. So long, and remember, the next marble will drop.